0: Hey there, I'm Tam,
1: and I'm eternally mortal.
0: And this is the Hidden Egg podcast where we talk about vulnerability
1: and stuff and things.
0: So, um, the first thing, right off the bat, I want to apologize to my friend Philip cuz I I really wanted to um to say some stuff about his thing this week, but I'm going to have to wait until next week. So, everybody listening, please come in next week for for that kind of kind of given a teaser for next week because this week i want to talk about sturge okay so i don't know have you followed um the podcast topics at all on discord
1: i did read them but i did not commit a whole lot of it to memory Uh, i also didn't read the article that you posted
0: about it gotcha Okay, well, I wanted to mention Sturge. Sturge's... I, I hope I'm saying his name right. I'm pretty sure sure that it's Sturge. I guess it could be Sturg, but he said soft G, so I think that's J, right?
1: I have no idea. I've always been confused about uh, hard and soft G's and wondered why sexuality played into it at all. That was a joke.
0: Now I'm trying to figure out how sexuality plays into...
1: Just the words soft and hard.
0: Uh... I see. I see. Okay. You're just a, you're just a degenerate. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Proudly. So, um so I wanted to mention um the the Sturges thing. So I, I I actually put um a link to my article which links to Sturges GoFundMe on my website themonsteralley.com. T H E M O N S T E R A L L E Y.com. Um so that hopefully it makes it easier for anybody listening to find out more about Sturge and, and everything. But I want to say the general about it is that Sturge needs some help. He's having... Him and his partner are having some difficulties. Um, they live in an RV, which I don't, I don't know if that has anything to do with their situation. I, I don't know if that's like a, a positive choice or just something that they happened into. But their RV is rusting like the roof is collapsing it's in danger of collapsing at least and they're like up in pennsylvania right now a a week and a half ago maybe two weeks ago they were in this really harsh wintry storm in pennsylvania where like the snow started like dipping the roof in places i think and uh and, and it leaks and everything it's not it's not great they have health problems on top of it Sure. And um, somebody I forgot what the lady, the girl's name was, and I like a silly person didn't bring it up. Nope. Here it is. Uh, her name was Ellie Becker, or maybe it's Elle Becker, and she created a GoFundMe for him. Nice. And it's you know it's 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 almost at ten percent of the goal which is great, but I'd like to see if maybe mentioning it here helps get a little further into that goal. Um, Ellie, or Elle, whatever her name is in pronunciation, she made the goal ten grand, Lofty goal. Mm-hmm. Which is way more than they need for the roof itself, but the roof isn't the only thing that they're having problems with. And however much they can get towards that that larger goal that she put would definitely benefit them in the long term.
1: Oh, absolutely. It sounds like they're struggling a lot. And losing a roof on the RV is fucking nightmarish.
0: Right. Right. They can't drive anywhere because they're worried that if they drive to a better location, the roof's going to collapse on the way. Mm-hmm. So it's like... They've got these. Um, there's a picture on the GoFundMe where it's like they've got these tarps that are strapped down
1: mm-hmm.
0: on the roof to Make keep. Do
1: with what you can. I guess. Right, it.
0: right. Like we've we've had similar fixes, not quite this traumatic, but but pretty similar fixes. So we like I we totally understand. You you do what you got to do with what you got, but. Maybe if anybody out there has a little extra to spare, maybe we could help them get something a little bit better. We, you and I, don't really have monetary things to be able to help with that. But we do have a platform, a little bit.
1: we got a tiny little platform. And uh, as we always say with anything, um, if you're going to give, make sure you're taking care of yourself. But um, if you do have anything extra to give, uh, Sturge would, would be a beautiful candidate for... Some of that extra cash, because and anything anything that you're willing to to, to part with would help. So check out that GoFundMe. Uh, it's in some articles you said.
0: Yeah, and I, I put a link to it from my website to make it easy. That way I can right. just talk about the website. The web. It's themonsteralley.com. It's kind of easy to remember, at least if you remember the e. I didn't remember the e once. It's even my website. How can I forget the e? And
1: that happens. No worries. Brains, brains ain't perfect.
0: But yeah, I I put a little like in the in the menu. There's there's a Sturge option, and you just click that, and it takes you to my Medium article, which has the link to the GoFundMe in it. Absolutely.
1: So, and if you're in our Discord, the link to the GoFundMe is in there too.
0: Yes, in the, that's also the podcast true. Podcast
1: topics. So. Heck yeah. Um, And I think it's wonderful that you're supporting our friend.
0: I I want to also just kind of give a shout out to Sarah Fellers. And I wouldn't normally do this, but, like, she put her stuff public on the page um, because she donated $300 just herself to this cause. And I am just blown away by her generosity. Like, super thank you, Sarah, for, for doing that. Absolutely. So That's amazing. Yeah, I know, right?
1: It's good to see that in our dystopian capitalist and end game society that there are still people out there that are willing and able to help others. It is sad that we need that as a species right now, but we kinda do need that.
0: I love and I love how in her message she was like, I wish I could have done more, but I need to keep an eye on my budget too, which I love the fact that she is taking care of herself. Absolutely. In in doing this. Like she's mm-hmm. not like, oh, just give just just take all of my money here. No, no, no. She's making sure that her bills are paid and whatever she has that she feels comfortable giving, that is what's given. Like I love that.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: I don't want it's people amazing. to be like, oh, I want to be like Sarah, so just give three hundred dollars. Now I can't make the rent. Like no, that's not. That's not the point here,
1: do you know how long the um I can click on it myself and go, look, but do you know how long the goFundMe is uh, going for?
0: um I don't see a, a time it was it it started six days ago, but I don't think I don't think this is a time based I don't know how they 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 get set up, but it doesn't seem to have a time and I was wondering I don't know anything about it, but I was wondering if like if they can cash it out before it gets to the goal yeah I, I don't think
1: know because um, it's their own thing although we have heard some like not great things about GoFundMe here and there uh, so hopefully it all works out for them
0: yeah I know the, the the worst parts about GoFundMe are usually the people that are creating stuff like this that isn't legit but like trust yeah, me this, or... one's, this one's legit
1: or, like, Fortune 500 companies using GoFundMe to fucking create a product.
0: Right? That that half the time they don't even end up doing. Right. So, yeah. Just a
1: goddamn project that they were d- deciding on, and they raised, like, six of their 50k that they wanted, and then they just, like, trash it. It's ridiculous. But, sorry. I'm just grumpy.
0: No, 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 no. I, I, I get it. I get it. I get but, it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you have the ability to support our friend Sturge, he's a good dude.
0: Yeah, so, so that was, that was the first and most important topic that I wanted to bring up today. I have another one, but I want to see what your mind is doing right now because I've talked a lot.
1: Yeah, you have probably talked a lot. Um, I don't know if I have a direction my mind is in right now. Um, I'm still kind of, like, wrapped up in the, the things we've already been talking about in my head. um,
0: Like, on this podcast or before?
1: Both. In the current state of our current podcast and also in our, our Patreon pre-show. I don't think we ever talk about it during the actual podcast itself, but we do have longer versions of this podcast on you Patreon. You
0: cut out. You cut out during okay. versions. <laughs>
1: Fantastic. So <laughs> should I restate what I said, or do you want to restate the place um, that
0: I at? Well, I mean, I, I think what you said kind of came across, even though you cut out, that we have longer versions of this podcast that we post on Patreon for now, possibly on Substack one day. I don't know. I'm feeling in every direction possible, so that might take a while, but definitely we put it on Patreon. Mm-hmm.
1: And there have been longer versions of the podcast for a little while now. Um, This season entirely, I think, right? Except for maybe one or two episodes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, We're getting more more old hat at the longer versions.
1: Yeah, and we're just like 2% more relaxed in the pre-show and post-show, and we talk about whatever comes to our mind. Not that we don't talk about whatever comes to our mind during the episodes, too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we, we just
1: talking about that. shit. Uh, I could get real personal. You know, it is a podcast about vulnerability.
0: Sure, so my my idea, next thing is gonna be real personal. So let's 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 do the personal stuff.
1: Let's do it. Yeah. Um, I just kind of I I don't think there's gonna be a huge topic, but like, uh, I kind of restarted going to therapy this week. Um, Huzzah! I, I haven't had a th- I, I've had I'm pretty sure that my old therapist would still we're still connected enough that I could just schedule an appointment and still go. But, um, I haven't done so in probably over a year. And so I met with my new therapist, uh, this past week and had our first appointment. Um, you know, first anybody that goes to therapy or has gone to therapy knows that the first appointment with your therapist is really just kind of a getting to know you sort of thing, you know, making sure we vibe. Yeah. Um,
0: the so first and, like three really for me
1: right and maybe it's that way for everybody um but like i kind of vibe with everybody because not a lot of people i don't super vibe with
0: yeah your vibe check has to involve um whether or not you can take what they say to heart or if you reject it right and also if they can you know give it to you straight or if they sugarcoat
1: I'm probably robotic.
0: You are a little robotic. Am I robotic?
1: You were. That's what indicated to me. But you're clear now. So am I clear now?
0: You're clear now.
1: Heck yeah. Discord's
0: Um, having a storm while the uh, rain's coming down. I wonder if they're related.
1: It is storming here currently. Um, The big moment of this session, which there didn't have to be a big moment, but there was a big moment of this session, and... um, uh it was that like i'm trying i'm gonna try to be pretty vague about it you know because i don't want to i don't know like it involves me and another person and so i don't want to give away too much of that other person's life Mm. but um uh involved me kind of like recognizing that uh the time that we had set aside for this appointment was 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 passed and um we kind of realized it at the same time and i apologized for not paying more attention to it and i was it, it's a very common thing for me to try to take responsibility for something that isn't mine and um that's a sort of habit that i think a lot of people do but for different reasons like there are different reasons why people could do this there's a pretty disarming aspect yeah. There's the control aspect as well, like if you try and take responsibility for something that's not your responsibility, it could be because you know you require a lot of control over the things around you. I think in a lot of ways i I don't have that tendency, but I think in some ways I, I absolutely do have a bit of a control uh hang up that I'm trying to work on um and but I don't think that that's the the direction that i got i'm not, I'm not gonna i don't want say scolded it's on the line of scolded, but it's not all the way too scolded that's way way too harsh but sure confronted maybe yeah
0: you were confronted
1: was that when I do that sort of thing like I I'm feeling for the other person like I I um it's like I just throw out there that I can take the responsibility well once upon a time maybe I just kind of was like I can take this responsibility if you're not currently in in a mental state where you can be like you know, I'm going to take this responsibility and say this was my fault or whatever. I was like, you can scoop and just blame me. And then, like, over the years, somehow, I just convinced myself that it is just always my fault.
0: Yeah, that can't be good for your self-hatred demon.
1: Great for my self-hatred demon. Well, I
0: mean, mean, great for you. Like, it it just piles up the blame for things that you have no control over.
1: I was just trying to be the nice guy that didn't, make a big deal about stuff and it's like you know if 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 something happened and you know it's your fault but you can't like verbalize that right now because it's, it, there's too much shame associated with it like I'm not going to judge you for that you can just blame me it's okay and that being what I thought was a kind act to help in the moment with, with emotional overload and now it's turned into that I, I really just blame myself for a lot of things that have nothing to do with me and Uh, Some people allow me to do that, but the the perceptive ones call me on my bullshit.
0: Yeah, sometimes when you blame yourself, it actually hurts the situation, too.
1: Sure, absolutely. Well, it's a habit at this point. It just happens out of nowhere. It doesn't even matter if it's going to help the situation or not.
0: Right. Um, You're addicted to blaming yourself.
1: Kind of. And so, like you know, my therapist calling me out on it first session was um, pretty impactful to me, and so I'm kind of like nervous about it. I don't really know what to do with it just yet, but it is a thing.
0: Like, what are you nervous about?
1: That's hard to describe.
0: Are you nervous about, like, them doing it again?
1: Do you remember me trying to explain to you that I had this feeling of, like, a little guy inside me that had been living in darkness its entire existence (laughs) and had a bright light shone on it? Yeah. That's that's what I mean by nervous. So I, I can't I don't yet Yeah, have but I'm I'm line. wondering
0: I'm I'm trying to pick a little bit deeper into that and, and ask like is, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like are you nervous because this is something that you want to happen again and you're worried that it won't? Or are you nervous that this is something that happened that scared you and you're not sure that you can handle it a second time?
1: Somewhere in the middle.
0: So maybe Mm. both.
1: Possible. It's probably a gray area in between. Like, intrigued. uh, Interested in it potentially happening again. uh, Fearful of what it might mean. If it does or does not. Either way. So, like... Like, you know how when you're excited... You're also scared a little bit in a certain regard.
0: You're not always also scared. Like, if I'm excited about Christmas Day, I'm not scared. Are you not? Why would I be scared? What would the fear be?
1: That it doesn't turn out like you expect?
0: No, that's not a thought in my mind. Okay. Especially not when I was a kid and actually had like real excitement. (laughs)
1: understood well then what i was saying no longer applies because it doesn't track
0: well maybe it applies to you i mean i'm not gonna tell you that your experience has to be like mine maybe every time you're excited you do have fear
1: i think that there's just like complex feelings out there and that's what i was trying to describe is that it's It's not a good or bad thing. It's just a new thing that I don't know what it means yet or how it associates. And I I haven't had, like, a second instance of that same feeling. It's not a new concept what actually happened, as you pointed out to me before. Like, like my home family has certainly been able to call me on my bullshit in that regard many times. Um, uh, So... I mean, it's possible that if it happens again, it won't matter because it'll be the second time I'm talking to this person and it won't be as impactful. I I don't know. But it's a thing. And so I'm paying attention.
0: That's good. You're learning about yourself.
1: Yep. Doing my best. Cracking them rocks on that diamond shell I have over my heart soul do you remember
0: do you remember when you when you explained that imagery to me what was it you were like a a giant burning star with a diamond shell on the outside wasn't that what it was
1: Yeah, something like that something like Um, that that like my emotions were this um eternally burning flame that was completely encased within a shell of like I don't remember exactly what the material was then, but now when I try and remember it, it's like you know, mile or two mile thick diamond or something. Yeah, like that. it was.
0: I think it was always diamond.
1: I think so too, but I don't know for sure. So yeah, yeah. that was my imagery for how tightly I sealed away my emotions, and I've made a lot of chips through to experience some of those emotions now and they are certainly very powerful from my perspective and uh so now i'm just working on trying to shed away that ice you know like in minecraft when you want to like flatten out a mountain because you just want to build a house right there
0: Hmm. yep that's always my experience which is probably why i end up just building the base inside of a hill (laughs)
1: <laughs> I've flattened I've flattened a, a hill or two in my time on Minecraft and uh it takes a long long time to do one hack at a, at a time.
0: Right. Yep.
1: The amount of stone pickaxes I go through. Anyway.
0: Yeah, cuz you don't you, you wouldn't use the iron ones for that,
1: not unless I find minerals in there, of course. But yeah. Um. Anyway. Anyway. That was my little I vulnerability aside. Yeah, I've i I get the urge every once in a while, but I haven't jumped in in a lot in a long time.
0: Maybe someday you and I should just make a a server just the two of us. That'd be fun.
1: Hmm. Interesting. The hidden egg Minecraft server. Yeah, the
0: hidden egg Minecraft server. I love it. <laughs> I love that idea. Um, so do you, do you want to, do you want to hear about my, my, my personal thing? Yeah, go ahead. It's, it's actually kind of funny. Like I I keep thinking about your, your thing about excitement and fear and like, you know, this might actually explain why I don't have fear with my excitement sometimes. Um, maybe it's just a me thing. So I was in therapy cause you know, that's what the cool people are doing nowadays and uh we were going through we were doing emdr on a very specific memory that i had that i will share with you so when i was about like seven ish um we just my mom and i had just moved into a condo and i had for my birthday i think gotten a one of those easy bake ovens and i was like super excited like mixing up something i don't remember what I was I don't remember what I baked. I think it might have actually now that I'm thinking about it. I think it might have just been a regular cake. Maybe that's why I don't like cake. Okay. Anyway, set Possibly that aside. Um, <laughs> so, I think I it's made easy
1: to this... oven only made cakes, didn't it?
0: You no, we made like cupcakes and muffins. You can make all sorts of stuff with it.
1: Mm, okay. You can make brownies. You can make brownies. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: Anyway, um, so I, I think it was just a plain vanilla cake that I was really excited because I, I made it and I ran down the stairs as it was cooling to like, because I wanted to like bring my mom upstairs to see what I had done. And I was like, mom, mom, like right in front of her in the kitchen. But her back was turned. And I didn't know what was going on because I was a kid and, you know, seven years old. I'm not really great at social or not social, uh, situational awareness. Right. My mom was bent over the oven, and I scared her, very surprised her, and her hand like smacked up against the electric um, coils that were hot at the time in the oven, burning her, and she turned around, and I don't remember, I don't remember this part either, but I know from talking with my family, we've, You know, this is not one of my mom's greatest moments. And she's definitely since been like, yes, I did the wrong thing in this moment. Um, But she turned around and like immediately smacked me in the face. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember the smack. I don't remember her turning around. I don't. All I remember, uh, my my memory stops with mom, mom. And then it starts back up again with me holding my face my whole body's in pain and I run screaming, crying up, upstairs back to my room where I sit for like, I don't know, 10 minutes. It felt like forever, just crying to myself before my mom finally came upstairs and apologized. Which I don't, I'm, I'm sorry if my mom ever listens to this, but I don't remember it really being a real apology because it had one of those I'm sorry I did this to you, but if you hadn't have surprised me it wouldn't have happened. And that's that's not a real apology. That's a conditional apology. That's an apology that says, I did this and it's your fault. I'm not actually well, owning responsibility for it.
1: I do want to quickly jump in and say that that, you know, having that turnaround and even a, a half hearted backslap of an apology is uh, better than a lot of kids up there get yes, it is. that's great but like still as a 7 year old who was just assaulted by mom from her perspective as a 7 year old and not allowed to share her great accomplishment that she had made like that's, that's, not, that's not very comforting
0: this isn't one of those memories that I look back and I'm like oh mom you were terrible no I don't begrudge her for it I completely understand being burned like physical pain turns us into monkeys we we turn into animals it's Mm. it's totally understandable that her first thought was to turn around and fight now was it the right thing to do no of course not but she knows that like there's no reason to shame her about what she had done but when when i was in therapy and we were going through this i started realizing things that i hadn't worked through before because you and I had talked about it when when we got Kai an easy bake oven all this resurfaced and I had to go through it and 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 analyze the pain of it from an, an adult perspective so I thought it was done I thought I was like well I don't know why it came up earlier this week but let's let's just go through it and see if we find anything and oh my goodness did we find things my bad. So first off, um the cake things a new one. Like that was one that literally happened as I said it in the podcast. <laughs> that one's like, hmm, that might actually be why I don't like cake. I can never mm-hmm. eat cake again because it reminds me of this memory because of the, the trauma child just being like, nope, cake is bad.
1: Yep. And can but... confirm after, you know, decade and a half of hanging out with you you are not a fan of cake I'm not do not, I'm like not. I like all the, the things necessary
0: I if you put more to it and make it into a muffin I love it
1: G- yeah absolutely
0: or you make it into a brownie that's that's fine
1: you gotta quit I want brownies so bad yeah I know
0: <laughs> um, but no uh what else I what I found in the session was that that trained me accidentally to associate when i'm excited with i'm going to get hurt or i'm going to hurt somebody else and that's going to backfire and hurt me which stunted my ability to feel excitement and then i realized last night you know because this all happened yesterday so like my brains yesterday was still like just going a million miles an hour EMDR does something to me, man. It's it doesn't just stop because the session ended. No. <clears throat> um, but I realized that that is the wall that prevents me from finishing projects.
1: The fact that you can't really get excited about completing something.
0: Yeah. Well, no. Ah, so so when yeah, we were in know. when we were in the session, my mind kept getting in the way very forcibly it had never done it to this extent before i it kept trying to pull me away from it being like no let's not think about this Mm. trying to dissociate me from the emotion and from the event and from digging into it and was like no you can't handle this we're not thinking about this anymore and it did that so much so much i was like i was like consciously fighting my own brain to like remember pain and I'm like this seems silly just let me feel this pain why why are you making me fight to feel pain Mm -hmm. but the feeling that I had in fighting it in session I realized is the exact same feeling that I get when I'm fighting against myself to finish projects and when I when i think about the projects that i end up having to fight myself about those projects have the potential to hurt me like there's a fear with those projects in some way that that i think my brain is trying to protect me from experiencing that are you there that makes sense.
1: Okay. I'm, you were a little robotic, so I'm trying not to be robotic on no. the recording, but yeah, I, mean, I hear you, I hear you. You,
0: you got robotic anyway, it's fine.
1: <laughs> I almost waited it out perfectly, almost.
0: But yeah, so that's a thing. I don't know what to do with it, with the information right now, but it's, I know that from from gathering all of the this information, my goal now with EMDR is solely to experience the pain and prove to myself, to prove to my brain, I can take care of myself now. I don't need it to protect me like this anymore. Right. I can make those decisions myself. Heck yeah. And the only way I can convince it is to keep deep diving into all of these painful memories and all of the... Painful events that happen as they happen and be like, I'm okay. I can do this.
1: Greater freedom and greater autonomy is a great goal. I love that. Yeah,
0: so, you know, linking it to what you were saying. I Maybe the reason why I don't feel fear with excitement is because I can't fully feel my excitement to begin with.
1: Possibility. I don't know that I'm the standard we should judge anything by, but I understand what you're saying. Absolutely.
0: I'm. I it's, mean, I'm not possibly. judging myself by you. Just, just saying, like seeing this about myself. It's possible that there are some flaws to my experience that are not ubiquitous. Yeah. So you know. Maybe. Just in case you were comparing yourself to me, like, I don't want you to think that you're necessarily abnormal. You might not be.
1: Possibility. Interesting that I should be able to segue into your thing so well.
0: Yeah, I know. I really liked that. (laughs) It was fun.
1: Kind of cute, actually. I like that.
0: Yeah. It's, I know, there's so much more I could say about it, but. I don't want to, like, take too much time with it. It's just, the brain is a weird thing.
1: Brain is absolutely a weird thing. Fascinating thing.
0: Fascinating thing.
1: adore, but has caused an enormous amount of pain over the years.
0: And I want to, like, I want to say to people out there that may either understand what I'm talking about and be like, yep, yep, yep or not understand at all, like one of my, one of my siblings did not seem to understand at all how this works, where my brain does something that I didn't tell it to do. I just want to say to all of you out there, your brain is not you. You are not your brain. It is a part of you. It is a tool that you are given in this life to use but it it works independently of your consciousness you don't have to tell it to breathe right we Uh-oh. we can all agree on that
1: absolutely and i have i think another piece of evidence possibly um
0: well i mean I, sure I was that... gonna finish my Oh, go ahead. i'm sorry go ahead that you since you don't need to tell it to breathe there are a lot of things that we don't realize that we also don't have to tell it like Deciding to dissociate emotionally, that's not a conscious decision. Or forgetting things, that's not something that we do consciously. The brain is doing that on its own. So just, you know, just think about it. Just think about how it's doing things without our say-so, so so it can't be us. So, anyway, please continue. What was was your...
1: Yeah, and also like I'm pretty sure that everyone uh, past adolescence um can uh understand the that there's probably been a time in their past that they have had an impulse or an a, a, a did an, an impulsive action that harmed themselves. They took action with their body in a way that harmed their body. Does that make sense?
0: Right.
1: And People can say, I'm not my brain, and people can say, I'm not my body, but certainly those are elements of them, and you can't say that your body is not you at all. You know what I mean? You can't say your brain is not you at all. Like, So if if, uh, you made a decision to harm your body, I have to say that that's an aspect of you that is making that decision, not the entirety of you, because you all are also your body. And your body is certainly not going to make a decision to harm itself. Does that make sense? Or am I crazy? I could be crazy.
0: Deja vu, by the way. Um, oh, wow. Right. Deja vu of a deja vu. Oh, Love it's been a long know. time since I've had one of those chains. Do you oh. remember when, like a decade ago, when I said something about you and I were going to be talking about the concept of the self being able to hurt itself?
1: No. No, ring a bell right now.
0: Oh man, I remember it clear as day, but I, I it was just that me and you, show. I didn't like write it down or anything.
1: Yeah, so anyway, we've said that didn't get recorded in any fashion. I know. <laughs> um, so um, did what was what I was saying make sense at all?
0: I mean, it makes sense, but I I disagree. I disagree with your analysis of it. I think that because we can decide to hurt our bodies, that proves that we are not our bodies. We're in our bodies, and our bodies are what we identify with as being us on the outside to the external world. But I am not my fingertip.
1: But it's a part of you.
0: Yeah, but if it's not a part of me anymore, does that mean that I'm less? No, I am not diminished by, by the lack of a finger. Right. My body is diminished by a lack of a finger, but I am still the same. No part of me has actually been lost.
1: No part of the of your own concept of yourself.
0: No, no like, part of me. The part that, like, that thinks of itself as me is not the body and is not the mind.
1: I can agree it's with that. It's something else that statement i'm just i'm just having a thought here about your functionality you know like you might be able to do not do as many sure things,
0: sure sure but that's, oh, that's look but if, if you have you. if you go to work with a screwdriver every single day and that screwdriver gets worn down you're gonna have to be able to do less with it it's mm-hmm. more blunt it can't can't get into certain size screws or whatever but that's the tool that's not you that's the tool right, right. and and I think I think of death as a way of getting a new toolbox. <laughs> not that I, I I'm not like pro, you know, unaliving. I'm just, we got to look at things a little bit differently to see that our bodies are not ourselves. Our minds are not ourselves. We're somewhere inside of all those things, using them to interact with the world. Right. And having one less finger makes it a little bit more difficult to interact with the world. You're right. But that doesn't actually change who we are.
1: So the body is just the uh, real world avatar. Yeah. And the mind is just the programming necessary to manipulate the avatar within that real world.
0: Right. And the UI, you know, it's, it's your menu and and... Maybe your skill tree, but you're the user. You Shut get up, that, like on. you're you're the user. You're you're the player.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're the one making those choices. Now the brain can make choices in the background, just like a program can run in the background without you knowing. Somebody made that program, and maybe I think at some point there was a spirit that you know put two cells together and said do this and you know that eventually led to bodies having their own sort of programming but that doesn't mean that it's you i don't know It's it's an important thing to me to remember because i have been held accountable for things that i didn't have any real control over but there are things that people thought i should have control over like what okay. i can remember
1: right held accountable for what you can remember that's silly to me but okay
0: i mean when i was younger i had trouble with being able to control what came out of my mouth
1: you just said whatever you thought basically.
0: yeah i didn't have whatever it was that i've built and that people naturally have that stops them from speaking before their mouth starts like i just my thoughts were connected to my mouth and they came out i I had to really really work i'm talking like I'm, i'm talking like up to my teenage years i had to really work to 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 build that filter
1: well you were still working on it through the entirety of the time that we've known each other too
0: yeah i still don't really have a good one
1: i think you're doing a heck of a lot better than most people now honestly like the average person that i interact with on a daily basis in our our neck of the woods uh you you're doing better
0: I, well i don't i don't have that thing where i actually stop and think about what i'm saying i have it's sort of like you, you know how the brain has to like translate your raw thought into english yeah yeah i i have filters in that it's not after it's not like it's not like i stop think and then speak Unless I'm in an argument, and then I've done a lot of work to be able to to do that. But that's a a high-tension situation that triggers that that programming. But normally, when I'm just speaking, it's it's in that place where it's like, okay, here's the raw data, here's English, here's all these checks of, like, whether or not I'm even allowed to speak before it's even in a language. Mm -hmm. Because once it's in a language, it it could just fly out of my mouth.
1: Well, you're having so many thoughts anyway, you know, like some of them are just going to spill out. Yeah. makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's not a perfect system. No. Yeah.
1: But I think you're doing great.
0: I wonder, is, is this how you are? Is that how you filter your language? Like what you end up saying? Or do you do it differently?
1: Uh, I think a lot. Typically before I say stuff. Um, I sometimes get into a flow where I can speak without effort pretty easily. And especially if I'm feeling comfortable and confident, then I can go pretty pretty easily there as well. But I still usually put a lot of thought into how my words can be interpreted. Because um, any grouping of words can be interpreted in, in an infinite number of ways based on the human psyche. So... um uh, I tend to overthink it way too much now, but when I was a little bit less conscientious and a little bit more selfish uh, during the days when I would drink, I could just flow through conversation without ever really thinking about it. But now I put a lot. Of, I I may have lost your question.
0: No, 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 no. Um. No, yeah, that answers you? that answers my question, and it actually like that's a good a good way of explaining how my mind actually works because alcohol doesn't loosen my grip of my words, right. but it, I know it does for other people. Mm-hmm. And, and that is a way of helping people to understand what it's like to be in my brain. It's like always being drunk. I can't with regard to speaking with regard to speaking. Right. Not, not in the slurring part, not in the, um, decision-making part but in the inability to inhibit like I just I, I struggle to inhibit the words that come out of my mouth so I, I have to actually like change my perspective of speaking like on a fundamental level mm-hmm. and put and put a, a, a clause of like when somebody has just died You know, here's the mental gymnastics I am required to go through before anything comes out of my mouth, before it's even translated into English. Or when I'm at a celebration, you know, at somebody's birthday party, here's the mental gymnastics that I have to go through. Like each situation has its own sort of rules and regulations to tell me what I'm allowed to translate into English. And what just needs to stay back in the me world where it's still pure and I don't really know how to communicate it, but I don't need to because it's not something I should be saying. And that gets me in a lot of trouble too. Like I know yours is exhausting. Mine's just as exhausting. Yours gets you in trouble. Mine gets me in trouble too. Mm-hmm. It just, it's a different kind of trouble.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think that we complement each other to a certain degree in that regard.
0: Yeah. I, I'd like to think so too.
1: We probably also complicate each other a little bit in that degree too. That's life. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Or as I like to say, we complexify each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Delightful. (laughs) Well, I think that pretty much sums up an episode. I don't know anything about timing, but I feel like we're probably doing all right here.
0: Yeah, I think I think we've we've done like about a half an hour. I think on the main. The main show so yeah from my perspective
1: done. it's been 45 minutes but we all know how wrong i was last time so i could ma- be wrong maybe like too. 38
0: i don't know
1: maybe it's exactly in the middle of both of us who knows? maybe That'd um, be fun. yeah well uh thank you very much listeners for coming along with us on the journey i appreciate you being here i um hope you check out some of our stuff and, and uh, more than anything else, I hope you find smiles this day.
0: And, oh, uh, I don't I've...
1: even say that I'm eternally mortal. Jeez, gross. Anyway, please continue.
0: You've been eternally mortal. I've been the accidental monster. You can find us both on medium.com or you can check out my website, T-H-E-M-O-N-S-T-E-R-A-L-L-E-Y.com. And, uh, the monsteralley.com T-H-E-M-O-N-S-T-E-R A-L-L-E-Y dot com and the We'll also have a link to the Sturge information that we talked about earlier. And uh, follow yourself, always.